Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Story time, Z-Dog MD! Okay, so check it out. One time in medical school, me and Dr. Harry uh, lived across the street from Moffitt Hospital, which is, we used to call it the Death Star at UCSF. It was like this imposing 10-story building. And we'd done our OB rotations already, so we knew about, I think it was the 14th floor, I forget, where they did all the OB stuff and the little babies came out of the little baby holes and all that happened, and I'm still suffering severe PTSD from that. But... It was interesting because I had a pet chameleon because thug life. I mean, who, what kind of gangster does not own a true chameleon that changes colors? A chameleonaire, that's who. And so I had this thing in a cage in my little apartment across the muni tracks from Moffat Long Hospital. Now, it wasn't just one chameleon, actually. I rounded down. It was two chameleons, a male and female pair that I got from the snake shop in Berkeley across the way where I think the dude was high when he sold them to me because he goes, bro, bro, you need to get these in a pair because if you only get one and it's a female, okay, it could get egg bound because it needs to get laid. The female lizard needs to be fertilized or it gets egg bound and all the eggs get stuck. And then it dies like a dog, man, which is warm-blooded, which it's not. So keep it warm. And I said, okay, cool, I'll get both. And I called them Wallace and Gromit because why not? And so I had these two lizards, me and and Dr. Harry and Dr. Diego, who you guys might have seen in that video, The Confrontation. He was a little psych uh, resident at the end going, there is a castle on a cloud. That was Dr. Diego. So I think Dr. Harry was on call, but... He came off call, and I, I, I call both of them. And I'm like, you guys, I need your help. I need you to come over right now, okay? First of all, we need to smoke cigarettes on the porch because I'm stressed. Number next, Wallace is sick. He's white. And so they show up, and the first thing Diego tells me is, that's not Wallace, that's Gromit. That's the female. And I was like, thank you. Gromit is sick. She's white. And Gromit was white, which is not normal for a chameleon unless they're on a white background or something. I'm Look, I've watched enough cartoons to know what's normal for a freaking chameleon, all right? So this chameleon is white AF. It's looking unwell. And Wallace 
The male, that little punk-ass bitch, is sitting on a branch just watching this like, yeah, I did that to you. And I'm like, wait, did, okay, is this, is this an egg-bound chameleon? Like, what's going on? So we pick it up. It's not, you know, it's lethargic. Normally be trying to bite me because that's how they are. They don't, you don't realize this. Chameleons are cute when they're adolescents and when they're pre-adolescent. They're very, you can hold them. They're all friendly. They're little googly eyes. They're eating crickets with their tongue and shit. When they hit puberty, they become little assholes. Like, they will hiss at you. They're territorial. They, they, this is what they do. They show you their teeth. They're just like... <sighs> and so I was like, two can play at this game. So anytime I walk by the cage, Wallace would be like... <sighs> unfurling his tail. And I would get in this hissy fit with the chameleon. Just... <sighs> so I already hated this little punk-ass Wallace because he was a little bitch. But Gromit was really still had a lot of, a lot of kindness for a reptilian brain. So... I kind of really was attached to, to Gromit. And when she got sick, I was very upset. So I started, we palpated her abdomen and we could feel these egg-like masses in her belly. And here we are, we're third year medical students, all right? We think we are the shit. We think we know everything. Like we also think we have every cancer. Anytime I had like so much as like an itch anywhere, I was like, oh, that's, um, you know, hair cancer. I have cancer in my hair. I, it was insane. It's a real thing, medical student syndrome. So at this point, we're like, dude, this lizard is eggbound. And in those days, it wasn't Google. It was like Alta Vista and shit. Like, you couldn't get a good answer from the web. Like, it would be some fucked up answer like, oh, maybe, I don't, I, uh, you couldn't just Dr. Google it or Dr. Vet Google it. So we, we thought, we made this diagnosis in our head that it's a thing. So I said, all right, pulled out the yellow pages because it's the 90s. Open up the yellow pages on Let's find a veterinarian. Now, we're, I'm broke as fuck. I owe the government a shit ton of money because I'm a medical student. And I'm on call the next day, right? So I'm like, what are we going to do? And Diego's like, we got to do something because Diego's an animal lover too. We're like, dude, we got to save this thing, right? So I call, I was like, just call a vet and see if you can sweet talk them by telling them you're a doctor or something into giving you free veterinarian advice. So I call the first one on the thing. It's, it's a, a lady, which it turns out the majority of veterinarians are women. We actually did an interview with uh, Nicole MacArthur, uh, uh, a veterinarian, and she talked about this. Uh, there's also a lot of depression and suicidality in our veterinary colleagues. So, but that's a whole nother talk. This veterinarian was positive and bubbly and said, what's the, what's the deal? And I said, oh, you know, we're, I'm a doctor at UCSF. I'm already lying. And as a colleague, I just wanted a quick curbside. She's like, you know, I tr take care of animals. No, I, I got you. I've got a chameleon, like legit chameleon, like with the gular and, and the crazy shit and the tongue that comes out. She's like, yeah, you know, uh, I forget what it was called, Raymond's chameleon or some shit like that. And uh, I said, this chameleon is fucked up. That's my medical diagnosis. It's white, it's not moving, it's lethargic. I started getting emotional and she's like, okay, calm down. First of all, calm down. It's a female, you say. Do you have a male? I said, yeah, but he's a little bitch because I don't think he can get it up. I think she's egg bound. I think something's wrong with this chameleon. And she goes, well, it sounds like from what you're describing, it sounds like she's egg bound. You can bring her in. I said, well, how much, I'm just curious, because I got loans, how much will that cost? And she's like, well, it's a hundred bucks for the visit and then whatever we need to do. And, you know, this is where, like, all my love of animals just goes in the shitter. I'm like, that no animal is worth a hundred bucks. I'm sorry. For me at that time, that was like a million dollars. Like a hundred dollars? Like, do you know how many bowls of ramen 
I could cook for $100. Like, like Jay-Z says, what's 50000 to a brother like me? Can you please remind me? Okay, it's 100000 It's $100 to me. That's what 50000 was. So I said, listen, I don't think I, we're traveling soon. I just need to do something quick. I said, what do you normally do for an egg-bound chameleon? Do you do surgery? She's like, so you hear her laughing on the other like, surgery on a fucking chameleon? Like, what do you, who do you think? No, it's a chameleon. <laughs> you, would just, you would just euthanize it right there if it gets to the point where you got to do a surgery on it. She's like, no, you would inject it with this hormone called oxytocin. And I was like, both me and Diego, she's on speakerphone, me and Diego were like, <gasps> wait a minute, trade name Pitocin? She goes, Yes, how'd you know that? Well, I mentioned we're doctors, right? And she could tell. She's like, you're not fucking doctors. But we'd just been on OB, and they would fucking give everybody Pitocin. Like, Pitocin was like just like candy, like, oh, we're going to induce labor. It's a drug that causes uterine contractions and can induce labor. So I said, wait a minute. What's the dose you give, and how do you give it? And she goes, well, it's this many micrograms or whatever, and you give it in a – we try to find a vein in the forepaw – or whatever the hell the technical term is for a lizard's little claw, little T-Rex, little lizard arm. And she's like, you put an IV in there or you just directly inject it. And I said, I can do this. I can do this. You gave me the dose. You gave me the route. I know the patient. I know exactly the pixis where this is coming from. So me and Diego, we hang up. Thank you very much for for your consult colleague. Put down the phone. We get dressed in our scrubs. It's our day fucking off. We get dressed in our scrubs and we run across the street and we climb up the 14 stairs because we were like, we're so fat from being third years. We got to exercise. We get to the top and we're huffing and puffing and we we go, okay, we know our game plan already. Don't ask a doctor because they are pieces of shit. Okay, they will be mean to you. They'll realize you're a medical student right away and they'll treat you like shit. I was like, find an OB nurse. They'll realize you're a medical student, and if you come at them the right way, they will treat you, they'll treat you right because they'll feel bad for you because you're so sad. So we found an OB nurse who I could tell in her pockets had tons of vials of stuff, right? All kinds of shit in her pocket. And I'm like, I bet one of those is Pitocin. God damn it, Logan ran out of batteries right as I was getting to the climax of the story. So I'm just gonna take it over now. All right, so anyways, so this chick is like, Hey, who are you guys? We're like, oh, we're a, a couple of third-year medical students, and we just finished our OB rotation, but here's the story, okay? I have a lizard. I know it's gross, but it's not. She's adorable. Her name is Gromit. Here's a picture. And I had an actual fucking Polaroid of this lizard because it's the 90s, bitch. <laughs> and so I've got this picture. I show her. And I'm like, look, look at her. Look at all the little – she turns polka dot colors when she's excited. And I took the flash from the, from the picture, made her excited. And she's like, okay, so how – What's going on? She's sick, really sick, and she's pregnant. And that's where I got her because this is a nurse who, first of all, she's a nurturer type. She takes care of mothers who are giving birth every fucking day. It's like, okay, this – and we were both – like, we're watching her face. We're reading the game. We're like, we nailed it already. We don't even have to think now because it's, it's in the bag. She's dying in childbirth. It's a thing called egg bound. And her little ovipositor is full of eggs and it can't squeeze. And we called a vet and the vet said, you need oxytocin, but you know what? We're poor because we're medical students. We have no money. And we thought, wait a minute. I bet there's someone cool at Moffitt Long who's like, 
we're going to throw this Pitocin away because we didn't use it all because y'all never use it all. And maybe we could just like borrow some and I mean, we could bring it back or we could flush it, whatever you want. And she, without even saying a word, she goes, <laughs> thing said, Pitocin, this concentration, here you go. Come back and tell me what happens. And I was like, God bless nurses. You can't survive without them. So we go running like little school children. Oh my God, we're going to save Gromit. Run downstairs. We got, we stole a couple needles from the crash cart. Probably shouldn't do that because the crash cart's supposed to be stocked. And, <laughs> but I'm like, this lizard's going to die. So we get back to my apartment. Lizard's not well. Wallace is being a little bitch in the corner. I told him, you get your punk ass in the corner. Let us pick up Gromit and do our thing, right? So we take Gromit. She's very weak. She's, you know, so apparently they get osteoporosis too because in making the eggs, they deplete their body's calcium, which actually, fun fact, can happen to women in pregnancy. So pregnancy can actually cause a, a, um, you know, a real depletion of calcium if you're not conscious of diet and things like that. That all being said, why am I talking about that? Because she already, it turns out when we picked her up, looked like she had a broken front leg because at some point she'd fallen out of her perch when she was sick. So at this point we're like, now this is an emergency because we got to save her so she can heal her leg. Little did we know that she's probably not going to heal her leg. But we didn't know that. We knew just enough to be dangerous. We were Dunning-Kruger as fuck, people. Just enough to be absolute idiots. So we take her other paw, take the Pitocin, do some quick math, calculate the dose, stick it right in the anterior dorsal aspect of the leg and inject Within five seconds, this lizard turns purple and then red, and its tail is going I mean, it looked like it was some kind of cartoon, like Wile E. Coyote shit, where this lizard was just going insane and started just this and that and the other thing. And I, we were like, it's working. I bet she's having contractions. And then she keeled over and died right there. <laughs> right in front of us, just dead. Agonal breath, right in front of us, died. And I think, I think Diego may have burst into tears. And I was just like, we just killed this, this fucking animal. And, and I realized later that you know, we probably either miscalculated the dose because we were idiotic, or it just wasn't going to work. And so at this point, we're both looking at each other. We're like, we've learned a lesson here. It's like an after-school special. Iatrogenesis happens. You can kill patients with the treatment. Sometimes you can't save lives, and hospice was necessary. She needed lizard hospice, Tom Heineber. But the real thing we learned is that we both looked at each other, and we said, you know, what, what can we really learn from this? And we said, well, we can't learn much until we do an autopsy. And that's when we cut Gromit open with a kitchen knife, removed the eggs in the black necrotic ovipositor, and actually retrieved them. And there were, I think, 20 eggs. So she was going to die no matter what. So we felt a little better after the autopsy, which was another lesson. Autopsies can bring closure and learning for the practitioners and the patient's family, because Wallace was watching that shit, that little piece of crap. And here's the best part. The eggs we thought were viable. We said, wait a minute. 
So we actually, my oven always had a low setting where it would be like, you know, like 98 odd degrees because it was a gas oven and the pilot light just kept it warm. We took the eggs, put them on a tray in the oven. And one month later, 20 rotten, stinking, decaying eggs. <laughs> and that, everyone, is Z-Dog story time. Take us out, Tom Heidelberg. Story time! <laughs> yeah. What did we learn about chameleons? Some stuff? <laughs> My guitar. Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> and so at this point, I just got to ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It, it just really helps the algorithm to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I want to hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters. And access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.